Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in from the United States and around the world. Today, we continue our Masterclass educational series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil. I am joined by my new special guest co-host, Connie Viveros. Connie is a gifted healer and spiritual teacher, and since 2011, she has served as full-body channel for Divine Mother, as well as several other aspects of Divine Feminine Consciousness, including Sophia, Mother Mary, the Magdalene Order, Pele, Kali, and a newer tri-council of ancestral light energies who call themselves the Grandmothers. During group and individual channelings, Connie embodies Divine Mother as she brings through messages of unconditional love, wisdom, and healing. Transmissions of Divine Mother's healing energy are also shared through her use of beautiful sounds of light language to open the heart, harmonize the chakras, and balance one's energy field. Many have received deep emotional and physical healing through these transmissions. Connie conducts online courses, workshops, and offers spiritual coaching and mentoring to those who want to accelerate their own soul awakening and path of ascension. To learn more, visit angelsemerging.com, taking note that angels is now plural. Visit Connie and Divine Mother's page on spiritualinsightsradio.com to learn more about the Divine Feminine and tune into the archives. Well, I am excited to get started, so join me in welcoming Connie back to the show. Welcome, Connie. It's so good to have you back Thank again. You, You're welcome. Oh, it's my our, gosh. Thank it's you. Our it's our second time together. Yes, it's an honor to be here with you, and I can already feel the energy is just pouring through with uh, divine love and wisdom wanting to impart. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so we were talking about lots of love and what's happening in the world and uh, how to make sure you're on the right path individually. So I think a lot's going to come through that would probably pull that together. Great. Great. Yes, there indeed is a lot happening on the earth plane. Um, and, and in communing with mother this morning and the divine feminine wisdom, it was really showed to me very clearly the dismantling. Yes. So much of what is happening on the earth plane. There is this adage uh, in, in, your, in the science of psychology that in order for a breakthrough, there has to be kind of a breakdown. Yes. So that's kind of what we're witnessing right now. And it's uh, not so pretty, but we, uh, we, we, we're going we're gonna to get through it. Isn't that awesome? We are going to get through it. And I've been saying in the last two segments with Mother Mary and Metatron, Number one, that I am absolutely dedicating this segment to Mr. George Perry Floyd Jr. to thank him and honor him for his service and sacrifice because he created a revolution. Just that one event is changing the world and it's beautiful and he deserves our reverence for that. Yes, yes. But I also want to uh, reiterate what I've been saying. It's that this can be rather frightening. But there's the beauty in it. There is beauty in transformation, no matter how painful it is. When we do come out of the other side of this, I do have that Wizard of Oz feeling that it really will be a whole new world. Yeah. And yeah. so it's worth holding space for each other, trying to stay grounded, centered, pouring love out into the world, light, helping mm -hmm. others, being conscious, being aware, waking up, as was said in the previous segment. Just make sure you keep that conscious awareness going. 
beautifully said. Thank you for that. Thank you. So I'm going to go ahead and bring mother through and we will have the conversation with her. Is that okay? Time? Okay, great. That Give me sounds wonderful. Okay. I'll talk to you when you get back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good day. Hello, beloveds. Hello, Char. Nice to see you again. Hello, Divine Mother. It is wonderful to mm. see you as well. Thank you for oh. coming. Oh, my goodness. It is always an honor to share and impart any wisdom that we can to support those of you that are here. Mm, thank you. How may we be of assistance today in this glorious day you call June on the cusp of a new decade for all your world is swirling about. Yes, isn't it? Yes. It's a lot happening. There's a lot happening. And it is all for purposeful good. So be, uh, be in the awareness and the understanding, the deep cosmic understanding that everything occurring is bringing you forward as part of your evolution. Yes. Yes, yes. So it is evolving and um, we, are, we are pleased to see so many lightworkers uh, working diligently in their own way, in their own unique uh, form of, of, of awakened consciousness to assist all that is occurring. Right now you have a few months ahead of you uh, which, will, which will feel very wobbly. It al almost will feel like... Um, difficulty finding uh, something solid to stand on. It will be like a moving, if you've ever ridden a surfboard or been on water, it will mm -hmm. feel like you are walking upon trying to stay stable and stay uh, balanced in the midst of, as you ride some pretty uh, uh, <laughs> gnarly waves. Gnarly, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is how the this is how the surfers speak of their 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 activity. Yes, I just didn't expect <laughs> to hear you speak of that. But that's it very sweet. Stream. It is in the stream of consciousness. It okay. is a, a common term for what for water workers. <laughs> beautiful. Okay. Well that's so puts how, a smile on my how, face. How may how beautiful. You're asking how me may how? I be how may I be of the greatest assistance to bring you forth through uh, the awakening, uh, the portal? There is, a, there is a portal of sorts. If you close your eyes, you might even see uh, an energetic portal that uh, for some who are seers, uh, others are feelers, but you might even witness kind of a, a spiral energy that is emerging. And, and so how may I assist you to bring you through this portal and this spiral, this vortex of energy that is uh, right now upon all of you, pushing, pushing on, your, on your humanity? That's fascinating. Would you, are you looking for a suggestion from me? A question, a question. A question, I see. Here's okay. A question. What is the question? Okay, well, um, the, let's deal with look. The immediate, and that is with the um, death of Mr. Floyd mm -hmm. and its significance and impact on the world, not just the United States, but the world, and mm -hmm. uh, how it ties in with other events um, that have occurred, for instance, uh, several years back, a uh, well-known football player, Colin Kaepernick, began taking a knee during the national anthem to protest police brutality. Mm. And as that evolved, mm. and as he took the heat, mm. so to speak, and his career was damaged as a result. So he obviously was stepping up to be of service. And then Mr. Floyd, at the end of his life, the end of his life also involved someone taking a knee, only it was on his neck. And so... Mm. 
as we see the swell and the evolution of it, what can you uh, say to help us take comfort and continue to raise our awareness of what's happening? There is a lot here to unpack, my beloved, and so we will begin uh, with one at a time. The beloved brother that you call George, uh, George Floyd, I believe is his name, he is a beautiful spiritual warrior. And none of us, none of you, can really know uh, the full breadth and depth of your sacred service upon the earth. And this beloved man sacrificed for in the very word sacrifice is your sacred work. And in this form, for many over the millennia, uh, souls and bodies have sacrificed themselves for the upliftment, the greater good. It was unfortunate that it came about in such a tragic and horrific manner for all of you to witness. However, However, with the horror of the act and the incident itself allowed many of you to pull your head up and to look upon this with such rage that it has caused uh, uh, the, the effect of the protests. So for Mr. Floyd and his beloved soul and God rest his, his humanness in in peace, but he, I assure you, he is busy on the other side. Mm. His work is not complete, for he will be a symbol of racism in your world as his life was always meant to be. He grew up in this, uh, he grew up in this paradigm, and he will continue to be a symbol of the racist paradigm that you are dismantling. And, and we, we spoke about this earlier, that what you are witnessing is the status quo being dismantled. Indeed. You have all lived within this paradigm for much too long to where you have become complacent in its energy form. Those of color have been um, struggling with this with this aspect of your society, your world, your global societies for, for their entire existence. And so what you are witnessing is the opportunity for all of you to rise up and to create a new world. For George Floyd was one of, of thousands, of millions who have sacrificed, been in sacred service of their lives to a higher, greater calling and order. Mm. It is not to be, I'm uh, not to be dismissive about one life, uh, but if you see it in the aggregate, you see it in the wholeness of everything that is going on here. Um, you know, he was the linchpin. He was the... Um, uh, what do we want to call it? He was the, the camel, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. He was the last straw. He I was the, the clarion call to say, wake up. Wake up for all of you. And this has been going on for far too long. And at the same time, it was still ambiguous. There were questions. There were viewpoints of where people would look upon these incidents of racism and have the identification of ambiguity. They would look at it and think or feel, well, there are two sides to this. This incident in particular is one that can, is undeniably with cause of hatred. Yes. There is no denying that the perpetrator and the perpetratee were in a very interesting relationship. And on the collective level, they were representing two races that have been in conflict, conflict since time began. So it is important for everyone to witness and to take a stand 
and to begin to use this experience as the opportunity to create something new. Racism uh, in your, your life, you've all come here to heal this, this great aspect, mm-hmm. will not be healed, beloved, by the black people. Racism, really? racism was created by the supremacists. Racism was created by those that put it in place to create submissive and oppressive culture. So the, the eradication and the undoing and the unraveling of your racist cultures and society will only come at the hands of those at the very top that recognize and witness that this no longer serves us. And those of you that are beginning to see this, Um, and really recognize it for what it is, are the ones that must be the catalyst to make the change. The outrage that the white people feel, the outrage that the supremacists feel, the outrage that your politicians feel that are on one side of this conversation must be uh, the point at which the change begins. So we are going to urge you from this side, from the spirit side, the light workers on our side that are, you may feel yourself uncomfortable. Change does not come through complacency or comfort. Right. Think of it. Think of any great change in your cultural society and it never came with ease or grace. It came with great upset because you are upsetting the status quo. Yes. And the status quo must be changed from the inside. It must be dismantled from the inside. And we must recognize this in our own minds and hearts of not saying, I want to participate. I want to participate in how it's always been. For that in its very self is a racist comment. You must say, I'm going to visualize a new world where all is equal. And I will see this and I will take steps, uncomfortable as they might be. I will move myself in the direction of making these changes within my own domain and dominion. And henceforth, create more in the external world. Have the conversation with your black friends have the conversation with your family members vote for people within your political systems and infrastructure who deny this or excuse me are the you know anti-racist you must begin to remove them from power okay for this is where it all began yes does this answer your question more than um (laughs) Wow. No, that really brings it into focus. Yes. You mentioned that um, the the perpetrator and the perpetratee, uh, the perpetrator is Derek Chauvin. I, I must make an observation, if that's okay, that um, his name is very close to chauvinism. Mm. It, it contains the root. Almost. Anyway, he and Mr. Floyd, you mentioned they have a unique, uh, you know, a relationship, a cosmic relationship. No doubt there's a soul contract involved for each one to represent each side Mm -hmm. of the divide, each race. But it's also come to light just recently that they knew each other personally. And they are entangled. Did not get along. They have an entanglement, yes what we like to call entanglement. Okay. How does that, from your perspective, deepen? What's, what's the purpose of having them be personally entangled? Well, it is the microcosm of the macrocosm. The hatred that they held within toward one another was played out in the macrocosm. So every one of us must begin to look inside at the mirror and how this racist act 
was a part of them as well. So who in your life, who in your life do you hold a grudge toward? Who are you in unforgiveness uh, energy with? Who do you still hold at, uh, at fault for any of the ails or uh, difficulties in your own life? For this man who, who, who perpetrated this violence and murder upon this other human was angry. He had anger that this other person could walk the world so freely and there was deep jealousy involved. So much like the human emotions, the emotional field was um, engaged. And, and what resulted from that was, you know, the healing that needed to occur was at the very base and root level here. Yes. So, so the mirror being reflected to all of you is where in your personal, personal uh, environment, your, your physical, personal range, must forgiveness happen? I see. For the rage in this man was perpetrated against another man, not just because of the incident that occurred, but there was personal rage and hate toward the man. Okay, so, and we, we needed that element. Okay. And, that, and that exacerbated, that uh, amplified, had, uh, caused, caused him to, to have the extended horror uh, I understand that it was a time lapse that was, was, was really difficult for people to witness. But all of this was personal. This was very personal. At the same time, it is rooted in the very fabric of the bigger endemic issue of white versus black. Okay. So then, oh, go ahead if you want to continue, but I can follow up with a couple questions. I only want to say that the, uh, it, it begins within your own domain and your own area where you can understand where hatred lives in you. For okay. the outrage, the outrage toward hatred must be um, <laughs> dealt with at the very personal individual level. And that is where we begin. Okay. We, begin, we begin with healing the hatred in you, in your heart, in your soul. And then you can go about and be the conduit and the ambassador for peace. Okay. Indeed. So with, if we look at this, the whole scene together... Okay. The, scene, the scene of the perpetrated uh, act of, of violence. Of the act, of the murder, okay, okay of this right. whole um, All right. catalyst, okay. catalytic event, okay, mm -hmm. to, that would create global change. So I will refer to him as Mr. Chauvin. And so okay. with, okay, so we see this personal relationship and that reflects the personal in us where we can look in our immediate environment where unforgiveness is needed. The other three perpetrators, as I see how their role played out, do they then represent complacency, indifference, and following the norm or the leader? Are they individualized representatives of those of us who don't speak up or stop that kind of violence? And the word right now that is uh, present for me is subordinate. Yes. Okay. That we have, you have a cultural status quo that is subordinate to this, to this issue. Okay. It is so ingrained in, within your cultural norm that you're not even, um, uh, there's not even an acceptance that it exists sometimes. And so beloved, this has pulled the covers back quite um, starkly. And this is the unveiling, which is an apocalyptic term. When things become unveiled, it is like Pandora's box. What is underneath the veil? And so as these three, the subordinate energies that continue to keep this, uh, you know, your status quo in place, 
that is the rumbling. That is what was unleashed through all of your uh, protests. And yes. not just yours, but across the world. So if you can imagine that the three subordinates, we have been subordinate, you have been subordinate to this status quo energy. You've accepted it without questioning it. Perfect. Okay. And this this act just lifted it off and it uh, and it has been coming it has been percolating and the the top of the box if we're going to use that as the metaphor mm -hmm. has been popping off every once around it's quickly put back on yes mm -hmm. absolutely you know, little little leaks have happened it's becoming mm -hmm. a bit like this cheese so you have this energy form of this one incident that literally blew the top off perfect so the metaphor the, vol the volcano erupted and it was time because again everything in order of the divinity that is in existence is everyone is playing a part and as tragic and uh, i mean from from your humanity as sad it is to let spirits and souls go they are also on divine assignment they are sacrificing sacred work to make something move forward and I don't mean to diminish a life of human form. I only mean to say, put it in perspective. Okay. Thank you. About representation, as, as we look at the characters here and what they represent, it appears that it was filmed, was filmed by a 17-year-old child, basically. A hero. A hero. A hero. And so with the way I interpret things, um, I understand that this child, I believe it was a female, that she would be significant to the story, possibly part of the contract. I know Mother Mary just said she's changed forever. Does she represent what is growing and healing inside of us and that she had to bear witness so that we could all bear witness to what's in us? Well, again, she is a microcosm of the macrocosm of this generation. There is, a gener there is a generational uh, epiphany. There is a generational contract that is made by the new uh, millennium, people who have come in to your humanity post-2001, is it? Yes, that's the last uh, calamity that, that of this significance. Mm -hmm. And so all those coming into the world from that time to now have this sacred contract to help the awakening and the evolution of your humanity. And so you'll notice this with their devices. Their orientation is completely different from yours and mine, let's say. And um, with that, they will approach and handle things differently and they will have um, no, no judgment on it. They feel it is their duty. It is their responsibility, and with that, the ability to respond. She was merely in the right place at the right time. Again, yes, part of her sacred generational contract and part of her generation. It could have been any 17-year-old girl, but she happens to be one that volunteered. She's like put her hand up at some point and made a prayer in her own soul experience and said, I want my life to make a difference. Please, Lord, God, universe, divine wisdom, I would like my life to be significant. And so, as we know, when a prayer is inquired and asked, the spirit brings all the forces to deliver that to you. So this is what she did. And again, she wanted to be in sacred service. She sacrificed. Sacrifice is the sacred service. Where are you sacrificing today? In sacred service to the evolution and the awakening of your humanity. Hmm. And beloved, we see this all the time. You know, with the millennia as a divine being, I have seen many many civilizations come and go we've seen atlantis we've seen your lemurians have to go underneath ground because of safety it is no longer safe you had the great empires of egypt the great empires of rome and what happened was massive corruption and subversion and subordinations of enslavement of peoples and this mm -hmm. is not this is not this is this is 
not who you are, are as a humanity. You are about love and grace and freedom and peace. And in order to have that, you cannot coexist with so much corruption. And when the corruption meets the tipping point, this is what occurs. It is not like unlike the French Revolution or the empires of, of your history that have been dismantled. This is the dismantling of the empire of what you call the United States of America so that you can rebuild it in the likeness of this new humanity. Oh. It is enormous conversation and we are not quite ready to have what it looks like on the other side because you are in the middle of it. Of course. You are yes. walking through the fire. You are cleaning up the debris of the dismantling and it still has a ways to go, unfortunately. But this is all about the lopsided nature of a few people claiming divine power over so many millions. Yes. This, can no, this can no longer be accepted by you and in particular the new humanity arriving. I see. I was listening to something uh, on the radio or the television about, um, give me a moment. Ah, it was about slaves. A woman was on the television speaking about her grandparents or her great grandparents who were slaves and she still had the very documents of their emancipation, which was very amazing that she had these documents in her possession. And she said, I can only imagine when I channeled my great grandmother and her dream and her wish as she was held in chains and beaten horrifically, much like this man that you speak of, she said all she wanted was a better world and the hope that her children and her grandchildren and her grandchildren's children would be born into a more fair and just world. And this is all they're asking for. They're asking for equality, not revenge. That's true, and yes. And you can be grateful that all they're asking for is equality. They're not seeking revenge so much for what has been perpetrated upon them for far too long. Absolutely. So what can you do? Right. What can you do as an individual? Have the difficult conversation. Challenge the status quo. Not to fall on your, you know, white supremacist guilt or shame, but to say, how can I help? How can I be of service? How can, what can I sacrifice for you? What would be the appropriate sacrifices to make? Because I am aware that uh, some people can get that a little confused in their minds. That Yes. Um, what, what's appropriate in terms of sacrifice so that it is not, so that it matches the energy and the vibration and isn't too much or too little? It is protesting the status quo. It is okay. when you are, in, you are in line and you see visible acts of, of racism and racist hate. You see uh, it being perpetrated in the world. You, 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 you muster the voice. You find the voice inside of you to, to remark against it or stand up against it. You, you write and you call your senators and your congress and you say, I want change. You march in the streets. You vote. You vote for people of color who yes. can begin to change, can begin to change your laws for the very laws that you all live by are embedded and emboldened by this caste system. You have white racism as well, economic racism in your world. Yes. Look at the, the statistics. It is about opportunity to use your life in the form of sacrificing opportunity and not to get outraged when blacks or people of color are given opportunity. Mm -hmm. the, inequality, the inequality that exists within your, your global uh, societies uh, of, of those against color, it is across the board, beloved. 
Okay. It doesn't matter what area you look at, whether it is job performance or poverty or healthcare or homelessness or incarceration. It is disproportionately colored and black. I see. Stand up against these. And like you said, it's not up to the people of color to heal this. It's up to it the not. Caucasians. It is not. You have an opportunity to start over. You have an opportunity to use your one voice in strength and and stand next to your black or colored uh, friend, neighbor and patriot and stand with Colin Kaepernick as you commented and kneel with him. Yes. Be willing, be willing to be uncomfortable is really the bottom line. It's to, it's to do something that if, if seen by your mother or your neighbor or those you would, you would be, you would be able to be militant and say, yes, I am standing up for something that you may disagree with being somebody I love, but you must begin to not be bothered so much about what others will think of you and know you are doing the right thing to move humanity forward. Okay. I am very comfortable with that. I want to rephrase that this way, Mother, if I may, just to generate a smile from the listeners because I know this topic is very heavy, but we're going to keep on it. We will, but I want to give them a little bit of a smile. So what you're saying is be willing to be uncomfortable. However, do not expect to find yourself on the cover of Time magazine. You don't need to be a hero or be famous for what you do. Just do what you need to do. And yet be comfortable, equally comfortable if you are on the cover of a magazine to be proud of it. Okay. And you stood for something. No great change in all of history, beloved, has ever happened on the backs of comfort. Your willingness to be uncomfortable is what will invoke change. And to face fears. Yes. To be courageous. Okay. And you have to understand that a person in many areas, some areas are uh, more challenging to live in than others. But for people of black skin and color wake up every day and they cannot change who they are. Right. And they, they must face the world differently than that of someone of white color. Very differently. So they are uncomfortable every day. They need to raise their children differently. Indeed. And there's a tendency for the um, complacency to kick in and for many of you to simply say, I can't be bothered. I'm too busy. I have my own work, my family to, to this is what COVID has been about. It's yes. been the rolling back of, you know, we've had two pandemics. There has been a pandemic of racism for millennia. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the reckoning. This is the time. And the way to begin is to visualize how you want it to be. You cannot create something that doesn't first begin in your own mind and your heart. So what do you visualize? I am wearing a shirt today. This is be the change for the listeners. It's like, I want to be that voice. Mm. I want to be reminded that I have, I have choice in every thought every statement, every action that I make, I have a choice. Okay. Will I continue to perpetrate the status quo or will I do something today? One step is all we ask. Mm -hmm. And little by little, those steps will add up to a great journey. Okay. Earlier I was wearing a shirt that said love. Um, I have another shirt that says, I have another that says, trust your journey. And when I'm feeling uncertain, that's when I wear that shirt. I want to bring up something additional. Okay. So it's not news to anybody that people of color 
have a very different existence. There is fear. There is um, the discrimination. There is lack in terms of uh, socioeconomic equality, education, job opportunities, um, even in the military, even with voting. Okay, so we yeah. see the landscape. I want to bring this down to a deeper level and focus on black women who have first the experience of being a person of color, but also being female in a patriarchal society. What can we offer women of color? The, the black women. The black women as encouragement or what, mm -hmm. how can we help them? Because that is also a subset of the people of color culture. Mm. Yes. And, and there are many ways forward for this seeds of racism were planted long ago. Mm -hmm. So they deal with this over and over again, and it has become ingrained in them. And I would offer a solution to give them hope and encouragement and opportunity. And to treat them as you would treat yourself, treat them as a sacred guest in your homes, in your places of business, when you greet them on the street, it, it almost feels like you need to go uh, to the extreme, the other side, because they are so unused to being acknowledged and even seen. I see. It might be going a bit out of your way. Again, we're pushing the envelope. We're pushing the paradigm of your comfort, your complacency to be a bit uncomfortable, to say hi, how are you today? My heart is with you. I, I feel compassion and empathy for what you have lived through. Not to be uncomfortable, but to be uncomfortable. Okay. Not to make them feel as uncomfortable, but it is a part of, it is a part of what will heal this, my friend. It is a part of what will get you all through this together and more unified. Okay. There must be there must be white people involved in uh, leading the way, or at least joining the front lines and forcing this issue forward. For the way forward is not yet made clear. Okay. I think there are uh, mechanisms in place. There, I can see there are committees and great minds, great many minds coming together in a coalition of sorts. And it began, beloved, with your civil rights movement back uh, 50 or so years ago, where yes. uh, an edict and there was crafted a, a bill to Congress and there was a lot of compromise in this. And so what's necessary is to bring that forth again and to ask the black communities what they want, what they need, what they require okay. for things to be equal. Mm -hmm. And then it is up to each of us individually to, um, you know, do our part to ensure that that takes place. Volunteer at a voting booth in a neighborhood of, of Black, uh, uh, to work in schools where they're marginalized and they don't have as much. Uh, be on a phone. You can call, make phone calls from your privacy of your home in support of uh, Black Lives Matter and many of the other coalitions that have been formed. Mm -hmm. Be part of the community. So there are many, yes, be part of the Black community and integrate, fully integrate. Yes, I see it. This issue has not been integrated. There are still, it is still segregated. Yes. Heav heavily segregated. I would like to shine light on something that I have long admired about black women. People of color in general typically have this, but I gravitate towards very strong black women. Um, I get a lot of nurturing energy from, from those uh, types of personalities. And a large part of it is because I feel that they have a greater level of spiritual maturity than do most other races because of what they've been through. So perhaps it's generational, but they are such a strong faith. 
that feels like a rock for me to cling to. Even when I do what I do, that's what, that's a, such a gift that they bring. This is, this is part of the, this is part of the ongoing perpetration of racism in your culture is to think or believe somehow beloved that a person of black skin has a threshold of greater pain than you or I. That for some reason they're stronger. This is, comes from your, um, your culture of slavery from 200 years ago mm-hmm. where there were people where because they weren't allowed, they weren't allowed to bear their pain in public. That right. it was created this, um, uh, there is this paradigm, this perception that they were stronger. And yet I assure you that they cry in their, in their communities amongst themselves for their children and their brothers and their, their fathers and their uncles and their sons for being yeah. slaughtered just as we do those of white privilege. And so this is a perception we hold that the black women, they've had to be strong. So right. I would recommend and offer, offer you a solution a solution of your own soul bearing to go to a black woman and say, may I give you a hug? May I just hold you? And in that hug without words, let her know that you care about her pain. Okay. It has not been allowed for their pain to be made public. And this Uh comes from centuries and eons ago where we in the town squares and we watched people be hanged and burned and beheaded and all of these you know horrific perpetrations upon the human body yes that we just had we had to bear witness to and they are continuing to do this okay that would be a great direction for looking over the looking over their shoulder to see if they are being followed by a police you know get in the middle of that okay you know, like put your car in the middle of that or give them encouragement or go and stand next to them in solidarity. Okay. I'm not saying to put yourself in danger. I'm only sharing that there are lots of ways that you can subtly overcome and you're the one that must make the changes, not the black community. I see. We, okay. the, white, the whites of this country, must be willing to stand shoulder to shoulder, head to head, arm to arm, hand in hand with the black community and say, you are not alone. I love this. Here is a practical question because as I see uh, people taking your, your advice and accepting your, your divine wisdom, I am reminded of of some experiences, not many, but there are, they are there, so I wanted to ask the appropriate way to handle this. So I'm the type of person who, when I see someone coming, say, to a convenience store, if they're close enough, I will stand there, wait, and I will hold the door. Doesn't matter who it is. But I'm especially proud to do it for people of color. So I do. And you get, most of the time, the normal thank you very much, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I can certainly understand that some people being so tired of the discrimination and having to live differently and having to be afraid and talk to their children about how to behave around authority so that they don't get killed. I can totally see that people would develop a negative attitude toward white people. Mm-hmm. That is understandable. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something everybody should just accept. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I go to hold the door, particularly women, young women, will put their head up high and walk through without saying thank you. And I can feel Mm. the anger 
and the distrust and what have you. I feel a lot of things. Most of, mostly what I feel is my feelings are hurt when that happens. And so I try to shine light on them. I wonder if you could encourage me and many others. And if, if that should happen, what's the best way to handle it? That type of dismissal. It, it will be a response that may not uh, land delicately upon the soul or the heart. Okay. But I would highly encourage you to let it go and to not get so uh, tied up in. This is the alchemy of giving with the expectation of receiving something in return. For this is a two, this is a one-way giving. And instead, the, the true spiritual principle of giving, beloved, is to give without any expectation of anything in return. Of course. Okay. And if Not even gift, a smile. If, Right. You must you must check in with your own intention and purpose for why you've chosen to open the door for this person. Is it to appease a guilt, the conscience of your own? Is it to make uh, reparations to a, a black person as a, as a as a microcosm again, the example, mm -hmm. or is it to somehow make yourself feel the hero? Um, I believe that if we truly are giving from the space of courage and faith and grace and opportunity, you will give more freely of your heart. And these are gestures to not allow yourself to get uh, caught up in a web of it being about some greater cause. Okay. Well, obviously. Simply give, mm -hmm. give freely of your, give freely without any expectation of return. Mm -hmm. And one other piece that I find incrementally important mm -hmm. is to give and then acknowledge yourself. How do you mean? The self-acknowledgement. Self Say thank you to yourself. Okay. Get in your car, look at yourself in your little rearview mirror window and say thank you. Because this is an act of spirit. Again, inspired action is inspiration okay. and of spirit. Yes. You are sacrificing. You are making sacred service in a sacrificial act. Okay. The other person does not know your intention. So they cannot meet your expectation. Exactly. Uh, hollowly. They have okay. no idea why you've opened the door for them. Right. Well, I, I do you it for everybody. Risk. Mm -hmm. Go right. Ahead. You may even risk to say, you may even risk to engage in a, hello, what's your name? Hi, my name is Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Nice to meet you today. What a lovely day it is. Yeah, I, um, I love, I, I'll talk to anybody who will let me talk to them. Right. I, I really enjoy that aspect of socializing. I talk with a lot of people and I love my opening is generally, I look at their name tag and tell them how pretty their name is and get such beautiful energy from their name and get into a conversation like that. They want to know my name and then it's familiarity the next time right. I see them. I love it. And, um, then, yeah. and this cultivates, cultivates intimacy and relationship. And right. builds the bridges instead of keeps you separate. Right. And that's You're largely them as a person exactly. rather than, than a grouping of a society that you are separate from. Right. They want and to be seen as valued individuals mm -hmm. and a member of your society. Mm -hmm. And that's because largely why I hold them. the door. Exactly. It's just so that let I go have of to... your expectation for anything in return. Right. And then my feelings won't be hurt. Obviously. I could have right. probably and could have figured that out on my own. <laughs> right. And acknowledge myself. Pat That's an important part. Upon the back. Okay. That it, would be a wonderful tool to get for humans is a little back patter. Say, I patched you on the back. It sounds and feels a little strange to say that, like, okay, now pat yourself on the back for doing something that should have come naturally anyway. How do we break through that feeling of 
guilt. I'm feeling guilt. If the need is there for you to be acknowledged by another, and there really is no one else out there, then why wouldn't you? I think self-acknowledgement is a highly underutilized tool of your humanity. If more of you could appreciate and really acknowledge the good works you do without any need for others, you would heal a great amount of the strife and the, um, the projection in your world. For we are projecting our needs upon others constantly. And in turn, if we could take care of ourselves and our own feelings and our own hurt feelings, there would be far less need for others to do that on our behalf. Okay. We would let, we would let them off the hook, beloved. Okay. There is one uh, last subject that I would bring up if you allow. Um, of course. What we do here, Mother, is sometimes Metatron and Mother Mary will share a topic just to give their different perspectives. And so I would welcome your perspective on the topic of the wall of energy we are going to be confronted with in July. What would you like to the share wall. in terms I'm sorry, I had a hard time hearing. It was the wall of energy coming into July or summer. Yes, um, uh-huh. this, yeah. this well, time I, of June yeah. and going into July and people having to make their choices. Well, as you know, you are. we spoke about it at the top of this call in the vortex that is occurring. If you are a seer or an empath, you might notice a, a circular energy. This is uh, the retrogrades of all the different cosmos around you is creating um, uh, um, sort of the, the anti-energy, is the anti-direction. Uh, and so this energy is bumping up against, if you've ever had two magnets that you tried to put together. Yes and they just simply won't meet, you, uh, the earth, is, is in between the magnets. So if you can imagine, you've got energy pushing and energy pulling, and it is going to be very challenging for you to stay stabilized and to feel, once again, like you're walking on solid ground. Okay. So we recommend feeling and getting used to uh, riding the surfboard, riding the water, riding the energy of the water, which is emotional. You will find a height in the emotions, and we recommend riding those through. Do not get tied up or attached to any where you feel caught up in a web that you cannot get out of. You also have uh, another solar eclipse. You have a lunar eclipse that just occurred. And you know, many, many of their planets, I forget how many, but they're almost like all of them are, are in a retrograde. And Mercury is coming, which is one of the most uh, challenging of impacts upon your Earth. It disru- yes. It's a disruptor. Yes. So what is coming between now, mid-June to mid-July, is a great amount more of disruption before things level out and uh, you can catch a breath. You will feel like you're running in a marathon and yet, um, you know, it takes training to be in a marathon. So, so pace yourself, lots of self-care, take a morning or an afternoon or an evening off and be lazy and to allow yourself to rest and imagine yourself in a uh, isolation or flotation chamber and just let the energies run through you. Okay. The energy, the energy of neutrality, grounding, being in nature, finding ways that you can uh, navigate with a peaceful mind. Turn off your televisions. You know, watch movies that are uplifting and filled with love and make you feel good. Are going to assist you in uh, making the shift into August. Okay. I like how you say that, navigate with a peaceful mind. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. 
And I did see the vortex. It was quite big and there was quite a lot of energy in there. Actually, it was rather beautiful, but um, I want to think of it as being beautiful. I don't want to become afraid of it with all of the clashing energy. Right. But like like a hurricane, you do not want to be in the hurricane. You want to be at the center. True. This is true. Okay. You see the light, or you can be the pillar and let the hurricane around you. Okay. And it's going to take, it's going to take, uh, Shar, a lot of uh, self-discipline, self-awareness, meditation to just stay still in the midst of what's going on around you. Okay. Focus with energy. Yes, it's going to be like fireballs of energy thrown at you. Thank you for the visual. <laughs> <laughs> well, think of it as a game of dodgeball, you know, dodging. Dodgeball. Balls, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. Um, okay. And this will largely be what it's like for everyone, correct? Indeed. And those that are in conscious awareness will be able to assist those that are not and to calm you can do it silently or you can do it more actively but breathe and blow breath into situations and circumstances if you were to go to a protest as an example you could stand in the middle of the protest and be a calming agent like those peace poles you know those energy poles you stand there and you just be peace yes and then be and then be the witness to what happens to the crowd as they pass you, as you emanate and transmit peace out into the, the, the crowd. Okay. Simple as that. Something like that you can do. Um, you can do it in your own home. You can do energy healing. You can help assist the plants and the animals and the earth uh, beings that are of non-human form. They are in stress as well with all that's going on. No doubt. You have more hurricane, more hurricanes, more fires, more uh, volcanic activity is coming. And so be the healer. Be the healer. Yes. Um, one of the things I want to do is prepare for the hurricanes. I understand there's four coming our way in mm-hmm. Florida and in the Gulf of Mexico, one to hit Texas and Houston. Yes, and they may combine themselves, uh, like topple on top of each other, so there will be little relief. Yes, and I'm, so I need to prepare ahead of time so I don't have to worry about it because I can't be in two places at once. But that's one of my plans is to prepare yeah. for the hurricane so I don't have to worry. Right, pack your little, uh, little um, uh, truck. You have a truck and you will pack all your things in that and you can park it somewhere so everything is safe. Okay. Is it called a storage unit? Yes, I have been uh, entertaining that idea once again. I will talk with you about that at another time. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Mother. Okay. This was wonderful once again. And thank you so much. Mm, Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. You are wonderful. We thank you. Uh, Blessed be. Thank you. Blessed be. Namaste. (sighs) Oh my goodness. Well, did you hear a lot of that? I really, some of it, some of it about the Black Lives Matter, or not Black Lives Matter, but it was a lot about the racist hate in the world. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you a copy. She's, thank you. Mm-hmm. She's saying it's, you know, it's like this is nothing compared to what it used to be. <laughs> true. <laughs> you know, nothing true. Sure compared to what it used to be. Yeah. But, but I so agree that it's, it's up to, if Caucasian people started this, then Caucasian people need to fix it. And I think that's fair. Oh, 
She said it's not up to oh. people of color to heal this. It's up to oh, pale wow. faces. Like okay, me. I'll have to listen to that. I'll have <laughs> to listen to that back. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm practically translucent. That's a pretty radical statement. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't even get a tan. So, yeah, I'm being, I have a lot of work ahead of me. But, yes, that's, that's pretty much what she said. It's not their responsibility to heal this. They didn't perpetrate it. It was perpetrated on them. They didn't create it, yeah. They didn't. Yeah. White yeah, I mean, and, and when you start to just shift your perception and look at that, not even look at it, like you say, well, I did, it's like it's taking responsibility for it, not to put, like, we didn't do it, you didn't do it, but right. we, we have to be part of the solution to undo it. Exactly, exactly, and there yeah, are many ways yeah. we can do that, so this was very eye-opening, right. very eye-opening, and Thank you. um Thank you for your presence, your wisdom, and uh, for being with the listeners. This is a community that I'm sure will embrace you as, as much as I have. Okay. And I want to remind everybody, mm. angelsemerging.com is the website. Again, if that sounds familiar, she is Wendy Gale's business partner. And so you can go there to learn more about Connie and Divine Mother and Divine Feminine Energy and everything that she offers her community. And I will uh, be seeing you later. I want to let people know that you are doing a meditation tonight on healing racism in America. Is that correct? You want to tell everybody about that for a minute? We simply are going to have an open conversation. And again, the disproportionate members of our community are white. And so it really is an opportunity for them to come in a safe, uh, you know, healing place for us to just talk about it, for us to get some of that discomfort or that uncomfortableness out of the way. And, and we'll do a meditation. It's a beautiful deep dive in how we actually can affect the mm -hmm. energetics of racism and, okay. and, you know, change, change the alchemy, the energetic form of it. So that's the meditation. If they want to just go to uh, the meetup, the angels emerging meetup group, I could give you the link um, and they can get the zoom call, or I can give you the zoom link right here, which would be better. Email it to me and I'll do a special email blast because of what I'll okay. need to do Thanks. is get this published in time so i'll do an email blast and invite oh. people okay well it's in an hour and a half so uh i thank know you i don't have much, much time <laughs> <laughs> <You too. laughs> all right i'll shoot it over right now thank you take care bye take care all right all right everyone that's our show for today until next time god bless and be at peace